Exiled Jews return to their homeland and attempt to rebuild the life they'd left long ago. Life with its center on a new temple. On The Bible Brief. Have you donated to the Bible Literacy Foundation? We'd love for you to become a part of the Bible Lit team as we make Bible learning content. Want to donate today? Check out the link in the show notes. It was a time of stirring. Babylon had been defeated. The Medo-Persian Empire had risen, and the Jews were looking forward to the end of their exile. The prophet Jeremiah had said that exile would last 70 years, and that period was coming to a swift end. Daniel had been praying to that effect. He was praying that God would do something for the sake of his people. And soon after the city of Babylon was taken by the new empire, He prays like this. O Lord, according to all your righteous acts, let your anger and your wrath turn away from your city Jerusalem, your holy hill because of our sins, and for the iniquities of our fathers. Jerusalem and your people have become a byword among all who are around us. Now therefore, O our God, listen to the prayer of your servant and to his pleas for mercy. And for our own sake, O Lord, make your face to shine upon your sanctuary, which is desolate. O my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations and the city that is called by your name. For we do not present our pleas before you because of our righteousness, but because of your great mercy. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, pay attention and act. Delay not for your own sake, O my God, because your city and your people are called by your name. Daniel passionately prays for God to vindicate his name, to save his people, and to restore his temple. The prophet knows that God is merciful, and he knows that it's only because of God's mercy that he would positively answer the prayer of Daniel. And it's within the year that the prophet finally sees his request come to pass. God stirs the heart of the pagan king. And we read this in Ezra chapter 1. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing. Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Whoever is among you of all his people, may his God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and rebuild the house of the Lord, the God of Israel. He is the God who is in Jerusalem. And let each survivor, in whatever place he sojourns, be assisted by the men of his place with silver and gold, with goods and with beasts, besides freewill offerings for the house of God that is in Jerusalem. The seventy years of exile were coming to an end, all thanks to the decree of a foreign king. God had stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, and as a result, the forced exile to Babylon was ended. God had worked a wonder in the heart of the king, and the Jews from Judah could return to their homeland. You'd think that this would be a time of exuberance for the exiles the land of Canaan that they had been promised so long ago through Abraham would be their dwelling place again. 
the kingdom of David could be established again soon, and God's temple could be rebuilt in splendor. But this wasn't the case for all the Jews. Many had comfortable lives of relative prosperity in their foreign lands. They were spread across the empire from Egypt to Babylon to Susa, and they had made the most of their time in exile. They had multiplied and had children who never knew life in Judah. Many had risen to places of prominence, and many were simply too old to return. The diaspora of Jews would remain, though according to the command of King Cyrus, at least some would return. And just as God had stirred the king's heart to make the decree, so he stirred in the hearts of many of the Jews with desire for their homeland. Next we read, Then rose up the heads of the fathers' houses of Judah and Benjamin, and the priests and the Levites, everyone whose spirit God had stirred up to go to rebuild the house of the Lord that is in Jerusalem. And all who were about them aided them with vessels of silver, with gold, with goods, with beasts, and with costly wares, besides all that was freely offered. Just over 40,000 Jews initially returned. Only a portion of the many that had been exiled to cities around the now defunct Babylonian Empire. This 40,000 was under 10% of the population that had initially come into the promised land through the leadership of Joshua. A remnant of Jews preserved by God through the shameful eras of the kingdom division and exile. A remnant stirred up by God that would hopefully spell new life for the nation a new start to their relationship with God where they might follow the law given through Moses and might finally be faithful to receive the blessings of the Sinai covenant. So the caravans arrived in Jerusalem and they soon took stock of what they saw. A city in ashes. Stones toppled over one another. Evidence of the great fire and destruction of the Babylonians decades prior. Where once the great temple built by Solomon stood, There wasn't even a functioning foundation. They would have to start from zero and rebuild a life only remembered by the elderly returners. Jerusalem would rise again, but it would take God's hand to rebuild it. This first wave of returners were gathered in Jerusalem by two faithful men, Jeshua the priest and Zerubbabel, an heir to David's kingly throne. These two men would help the people take their first steps in rebuilding their lost lives. And they knew there was no better place to start than with the worship of God. The first task was to build an altar for burnt offerings, a place where the priests could offer sacrifices to the Lord. But more than that, they needed a temple too, a new temple to replace the old. So that was task number two. They gathered stone and timber from the nations to the north, just as David and Solomon had done, and they began immediate work on the foundation of the temple. We read this in Ezra chapter 3, beginning in verse 8. Now in the second year after their coming to Jerusalem in the second month, Zerubbabel and Jeshua made a beginning, together with the rest of their kinsmen, the priests, the Levites, and all who had come to Jerusalem from the captivity. They appointed the Levites from twenty years old and upward to supervise the work of the house of the Lord. And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests in their vestments came forward with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals, to praise the Lord, according to the directions of David, king of Israel. And they sang responsively, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, singing, For He is good, 
for his steadfast love endures forever toward Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the priests and the Levites and the heads of fathers' houses, old men who had seen the first house, wept with a loud voice when they saw the foundation of this house being laid, though many shouted aloud for joy, so that the people could not distinguish between the sound of the joyful shout from the sound of the people's weeping. For the people shouted with a great shout, and the sound was heard far away. These returners had made a beginning. They had an altar, they had a foundation, and they had started celebrating the progress. But it was bittersweet. The new foundation laid was of no match to the greatness of the old temple that the elderly remembered. It was a temple, yes, but it couldn't compare to the temple of the golden age. The mixture of weeping and joyful shouting was surely an eerie sound to the leaders. Yet they had to continue. Worship of the Lord, according to the law, was the goal, and Zerubbabel and Jeshua would press on. Problems, however, began to pop up. In the area of the northern kingdom of Israel, the people came to these returning Jews with a proposal. They say, Let us build with you, for we worship your God as you do, and we have been sacrificing to him ever since the king of Assyria brought us here. But Zerubbabel and Jeshua and the rest of the heads of the fathers' houses in Israel said to them, You have nothing to do with us in building a house to our God, but we alone will build to the Lord, the God of Israel as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us. Then the people of the land discouraged the people of Judah and made them afraid to build and bribed counselors against them to frustrate their purpose. These enemies were very successful. For the next 16 years, no work was done on the temple. And as Cyrus had since died, there was no longer support from the throne of Persia for the building endeavor. It would take nearly two decades before construction commenced again following an official investigation into the original decree of Cyrus. So finally, after the initial return to the land in about 538 BC, the temple was finally completed in 515 BC. The second temple was complete and worship could continue according to the law given by God. They had made a beginning and Jewish life was back in the land of Canaan. They had endured the curses of the Sinai Covenant, and now they would try to start down the other road, the road to blessing. God had stirred up the heart of the king of Persia to allow the Jewish exiles to return to the land. He'd stirred up the hearts of many Jews to make the long trek back to Judah. But just as he was stirring things in Canaan, he was stirring up something else in Greece. War was brewing on the eastern front of the empire. Join us next time as the Persian power faces the growing Greek threat before the king of Persia finds himself looking for a new queen. The Bible Brief is brought to you by the Bible Literacy Foundation, dedicated to helping people like you learn the Bible. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2023